everybody. Welcome back to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost story and Mike Ricksecker. With me as always is Vanessa Hogel. And down in the chat room is our chat shenanigator, Shauna, shaking everything up down there. Tonight we have a special treat. We have Nicole Guillaume with us. And just to give you a little bit of information about her, she is a psychic medium tarot card reader. She's also the owner of Guiding Echoes, a YouTube channel here on, well, YouTube. <laughs> and is a best-selling author of The Lightworker's Guide to the pendulum so uh, that'll be really interesting i'm gonna have to grab my pendulum which i forgot to grab before the show uh a little bit more background after meeting her spirit guides practicing meditation and learning how to read tarot her gifts of psychic mediumship began to unfold since then nicole's helped thousands of people to connect with their loved ones on the other side and she has also used her intuition to help people find guidance to the challenges they face in their own lives got a couple links below to uh her website her youtube channel and all that check that stuff out after the show nicole Welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks right. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've already had a shit ton of fun. Yeah, so yeah. Just in, <laughs> <laughs> just before the show even started, it's like, guys, we got to go live. So uh, it was fun. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So um, Nicole, I kind of gave everybody the the brief bio, but um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How you kind of you know got into all this and what you've been doing with Guiding Echoes. All right, so <clears throat> the way that I became a psychic medium is unlike any story I've ever heard before. So I wasn't in a car accident. I wasn't like really born with the gift. Um, well, I think I was, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so what ended up happening was um, a few years ago, my boyfriend and I actually wanted to decorate our home for Halloween. And I thought it would be really fun to decorate our front yard to look like a seance. And so I was like, well, I should get a crystal ball. And I thought that before I looked up the price of crystal balls, it was like, oh, hell no. Uh -huh. <laughs> and started looking at different tarot cards. So I went on Amazon looking for the perfect deck that I could use for, um, for decorations for this little seance scene I was going to create in our front yard. And um, I ended up finding this one deck called the Wizard's Tarot. And it was beautiful. The artwork was just gorgeous. And there was just something about it. Even just looking at the pictures on Amazon, it just really called to me. And uh, But it was $30 and I'm kind of cheap. And I didn't want to spend that much <laughs> on tarot cards that I was going to use as, uh, as decorations. So I put it on my little wish list and that deck just haunted me for the rest of the night. So I think it was like three or four o'clock in the morning. I finally got up, bought the deck, <laughs> was able to go back to sleep. And um, a week later it arrives and I was so excited. So I'm looking at the cards and I'm just like, I cannot use these as decorations. They are too beautiful. And I felt like I needed to protect them. It was the weirdest thing. So like the thought of them getting wet or some kid sneezing on them, like I just wasn't having them. Like I can't, I, I, I just can't. So my boyfriend's like, well, what are you going to do with them? And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to learn how to read them. So I ended up buying um, a few tarot books and uh, joined this online course and learned how to read them and had just the natural talent for it and uh, became the teacher's pet because I kind of have that personality. And, <laughs> and after I started practicing with different people, I was like, well, I wonder if I can do this as like a side business and do, you know, go to different fairs and try it out. And, um, and I did that and the response that I got was really good. And after just a few months of working with tarot, as I started working with clients, spirits started coming in. And at first I didn't really understand what was happening. 
And uh, there was one instance in particular that really just stands out in my mind. And that was the, this is what I knew I was a medium and this wasn't some type of fluke. Uh, so I was reading for this one lady. And as I was going through her cards, I felt and saw two men, you know, in their twenties come in. And one of them was wearing a hoodie and he was crying. He was really upset. And the other guy, good looking guy had his arm around the guy in the hoodie and was telling him, it's okay. Everything's fine. No one's mad at you. So I'm trying to read the cards and I'm very distracted <laughs> by this situation that's happening in front of me that, you know, of course no one else can see. And so finally I stop and I'm like, I have two gentlemen here. They appear to be in their twenties and I tell her what I'm looking at and her face just drops and she goes pale. And she's like, I know exactly who these people are. And she went on to explain that um, in college, she had this really good friend and he had been driving and got into a car accident with his other friend who had been in the passenger side. And um, I don't remember the exact story, but anyways, ended up in a car accident and killed them both. Oh. And uh, and so after all this time, you know, the, the guy in the hoodie was the one who was driving. And so he'd been carrying this guilt and this regret all this time. And uh, so the the woman I was reading for, she's like, well, tell him that everyone's fine. Like no one blames him for everything. No one, you know, and so she starts talking to him and I could just feel his energy lighten and I could see him like kind of do one of these numbers, you know, wiping his nose with his sleeve and just, you know, the, the same thing that we do when we're when we're alive, I guess, and we're trying to collect ourselves. And uh, and and so to see him become this uh, this very heartfelt, grieving, like hurt person to within just a few minutes, like being okay with everything and understanding there every he was still loved like he was still loved no one blamed him for this and to just see the transformation that really happened between the three of them was incredible because three souls were healed that day and none of that was supposed to happen because i didn't know i was a psychic medium <laughs> so um so after that i was like okay i i i stumbled onto something like there's something here and uh, once that happened, I started learning how to develop the psychic mediumship aspect more. And, um, and, and that, I mean, it's not easy. Anyone who's learned they were a medium and decided to start developing that, it's a tough journey. It really is. Um, but then you get to a certain point where you're like, oh, okay, this is, I can do this. This is great, you know? And so uh, that's, that's really how that whole journey started. So if I had never decided to decorate my house as a seance, I might never have started guiding echoes like all of this might have never happened so you so it all started because to decorate, decorate my house for halloween <laughs> you didn't decide that that was decided for you it was yeah yeah well especially Very with the much. way that those cards were calling me there's no other way to explain it like i just i i was obsessing over them until i bought them so. see i'm the cheap gal i do rider weight rider yeah. weight deck they're i mean you uh I yeah. didn't, you didn't see the gotcha. pictures, but I, I got you, girl. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that is my go-to deck. It has never steered me wrong. But my reasons are different. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid that I'll be uh, oh, set aside by the pretty. Mm. You know what I mean? I, 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 I mean, I'm like, a, ooh, it's a sparkly. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be... I, I don't want to to not be able to do what I do because I'm 
I'm looking at how beautiful they are, you know? Yeah. I've got, I have a fairy oracle deck that I won't even use because it's too pretty. <laughs> and I'm That's just funny. like, no, give me my standard right away. Just, I'm, the, I'm that girl. I'm, I'm that flip-flop jeans short girl. Yeah. You know, but I love your journey. I love the fact that your story is different. But it was decided long before yeah. you decided to do that. It was. It was. No doubt about it. <laughs> well, but you if you ever that... get the chance to look at the Wizard's Tarot, uh-huh. I highly recommend checking it out. The way that she changed some of the major arcana is just brilliant. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, I am gonna. have a place here in town that I bet has it. Um, why did you ignore situations that that would have led you to this path sooner? That's a great question. Um, there's And there's two parts to it. One of them is that I grew up with Christian fundamentalists. Okay. And I was homeschooled on top of it. So That's that was really it. a yeah. cult-like setting. Yeah. Um, so even though I grew up with an interest in mediumship and psychic things, it was very much frowned upon um, growing up. And so my parents believed anything outside of the Bible was demonic. So that was a really fun atmosphere to grow up. And let me tell you, <laughs> so there was that. Um, and then in my twenties, um, was just, I guess, kind of doing this dance with spirituality, trying to figure out what I believed in. And, you know, I tried the atheist thing, but that didn't work because I believe in paranormal and supernatural stuff. Um, so there was, it was so there was this, time frame of just trying to figure myself out, you know, mm-hmm. um, then went to a church for a while and they were also fundamentalists. So that, that <laughs> clearly that didn't work out. Um, and then later on in my late twenties ended up with, um, my boyfriend who I mentioned in, in that story, but, uh, he, that was a, that was an emotionally abusive thing and he didn't believe in, um, psychic or spiritual stuff either. So even when I, um, started reading tarot it's really fascinating that he was supportive of that because everything that followed afterwards he was just like closed-minded and just it was it was interesting um i've been there yeah it's not fun it's not no. fun no breaking I, free is fun breaking free is amazing <laughs> yeah so I, I went i went from being the sought after coveted witch to within six months you know you're going to burn in hell for that. And that was oh, yeah. the person who claimed to love me the most. Yeah. So I've been, I understand. And that's, I don't, I wish people would, would understand what a toll that takes on you psychologically until you oh, figure yeah. yourself out. You question your own sanity. You question your own where you're going to be in the hereafter. You question everything because of a single person who's supposed to love you's opinion. Right, right, yeah. Well, then it's magnified when you get that from your family too and like other friends and it's just, so you have all these toxic messages working against you and inside it doesn't feel right. Like, you you know, you don't resonate with it. You know, you don't believe that message, but at the same time, fear is a very, very powerful force. And, uh, you know, that's why so many organized religions can become dangerous very quickly because there's the fear factor. Absolutely. Yeah. Good on you, honey. We got a, a couple of uh, super chats down here, just real quick, guys. <laughs> we have Trucker David oh, hey, Y. I you were here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? Uh, All right. So we have a two dollar super chat from David Y. He says Vanessa flips a card and oh, shiny. And then uh, 
<laughs> and then Don, a $5 super chat, says, uh, feeling spooky with a bunch of uh, ghost emojis. So, um, and we also have a question for Nicole from Brandy Starleeper. Uh, she asks, Nicole, uh, would you say that the cards called you in a way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I looked at so many different cards before that one just stood out and I kept going back to it. I just became obsessed with it like that. And no other deck called to me the way that that one does. So I kind of developed this philosophy, you know, in Harry Potter, the, the uh, guy at the wand shop tells Harry Potter, the wand chooses the wizard. I think it's the same thing with tarot. <laughs> you know, and tarot I have to agree with that. I know nobody really knows me as doing these sorts of things, but I do look into it. And I do have my own tarot deck, and it is a ghost-themed tarot deck. And Shauna will tell you down in the chat, we would go into uh, It's Raining Zen, our local metaphysical <laughs> shop, and I would go over there and buy the cards and kind of poke around. Because, I mean, I think a lot of the artwork on those cards are absolutely beautiful. And yeah. one day they just happened to have that deck there. And I was just like, oh, I have to have it. Um, I don't draw them very much. The last time I drew it, I had a really fantastic draw. Um, and so I just haven't touched it since because I don't want to mess well, it up. Well, go get them. I want to ask you some <laughs> questions. No. Oh, my yeah, right? <laughs> he's, he's, he's slowly kicking open the door of the broom closet. Yeah, yeah. He's well, and I have, I, I did reach over because it was over on the table there. The pendulum um, is Tiger's Eye. So I know you do a lot of work with pendulums too. So I do mm -hmm. want to get into that as well. And so another one that I, you know, just a few times I've taken it out and, and played around with it. But I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you. <laughs> mine is made of ash. Oh, interesting. Of ash wood. Yes. With a skull on the, uh, the anchor end of it. Ooh. It's over there in my suitcase, my pendulum. <laughs> So, Nicole, um, what are we doing with the pendulums? What are we doing with them? What are we doing with the pendulums? I mean, are we trying to communicate? Are we just trying to tap into energy? What are we trying to do with the Well, I don't know what you're there. personally doing with them. Just... <laughs> you can use them for so many different things. You can uh, balance your chakras. Uh, you can actually heal physical symptoms that you have with them. Um, you can get in touch with your higher self. You can learn... Um, well, for example, if you realize that you might have allergies to specific foods, but you can't figure out which ones they are, pendulums are great for muscle mm -hmm. testing. Hmm, interesting. So there's so many different things you can do with them. But yeah, you can also communicate with angels and spirits with them. So uh, yeah, they're really interesting. A lot of people have this fear that if you use um, pendulums, you'll uh, attract spirits that are potentially dangerous, kind of like the same fear people have with Ouija boards. I've never worked with a Ouija board before, but with um, pendulums, my understanding is that they work with what's already near you. So you're not really calling anything forward. You know, nothing bad's gonna happen to you from working with what is essentially a chain and a rock on the bottom. Like that's not scary. Right. <laughs> you know, but they, so. they have those pendulums boards too. So the pendulum boards, yeah. Yeah. Have you used those at all? <clears throat> I have. And that was the first time I realized that my pendulum likes to lie to me because it was just spelling rubbish. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> I was right. like, is this a German spirit? What is happening? <laughs> so, hey, don't knock it. That's happening. It could be. That's that could always happening. be. Yeah, We're taking yeah. a pendulum board to Ireland. Nicole, yeah. I wanted to show you mine. This is my, where is it at? Can you see it? Yeah, mine is ash. And then it has the skull as the anchor to Ooh, it. Ooh, that's pretty. With uh, the copper point to it. This bad boy knows it's shit. 
Okay. See, if it, I knew yeah. we were doing, if you show me your, or just yours, I'll show you mine. I would have had them here. I know, right? Yeah, the, the PG version of it. Um, I have a question for you, Nicole. Okay, I, I probably have an answer. I, I think you do. I'm okay. only asking. Back to you, Vanessa. Yep. Thank you. Because it was yelled in my head. I have, I have to ask because it was yelled in my head. Um, what is the significance of your placement of your candles? The significance of the placement of my candles? Yes. I don't know. The, what, which, say, which candles? They're saying the way that you place your candles when you're doing a reading or when you're doing something along those lines. Uh-huh. That there is a significance into the, the number of it and the placement of it. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting because I, I just started using multiple candles uh -huh. and I'll use, uh, I typically <laughs> use three. Uh -huh. I don't know why I use three. I guess, you know, it just seems power of three. Spirit. So, um, and recently I started getting more contemplative about like, uh, when I do, I do rituals through candle spells. Yeah. And, um, and so I just became more aware of how using specific materials and herbs is the building blocks that spirit needs to manifest things into physical form. So it's like there, there has to be, I would get, I guess, a physical offering of some sort. Okay. So not like a virgin or some shit like that. Like just, you know, just like your herbs you or whatever you're going to exist gonna, anymore. You know, whatever. Yeah. Chicken, whatever you can get. Yeah. Um, but but it has to have that um it has to have something to come into physical form and so the three candles just make sense because it's body mind and spirit mm -hmm. and um as far as the placement uh you know i don't really think too much about that but now that you brought it up i guess i almost make it look like mickey ears because i'll have the one here and then the two on the side um and yeah i don't so the way that i'll place it is whatever i feel I want to be in the um, forefront, like whatever's most important, almost like the foundation of the spell is what I'll put in front. Mm -hmm. And then what's like behind the scenes that would make everything come together is what I'll put in the back. And I, okay. it is funny because I hadn't really thought of that until you just brought that up. <laughs> like, oh, I did that twice last week and I just started doing it. So yeah. And it wasn't me. That, it wasn't me that brought it up. It was literally yelled in my head. Okay, well, whoever yelled it in your head, <laughs> I guess you they wanted to know this. They I wanted to know. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I don't think they wanted to know. I think they wanted you to verbalize. put it together. Yes. It was actually probably my grandma. She's like, what is she doing? <laughs> Ask her this. <laughs> I know it sounds really crazy, but she's way more supportive than you think. My grandma? Oh, yeah. well, good. So because both of them were, were Christians, so they're uh, you know. that's interesting. Then there's yeah. Christians, and then there's Christians, and that, she, that's true. Yeah. That is in true. Her, in her mind, she understood the the less than normal, better than people gave her credit for. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so well, we have <laughs> we have some questions coming in from the chat as to how a lot of these different things work. So uh, this one from Randy. Does the stone of the pendulum have to have specific properties that correspond with the questions you are asking, or does it not matter? Just use what calls to you. Um, it does not have to be specific, but it can be helpful. It can be very helpful. So um, if, if you know that you're going to use your pendulum 
for something specific. For, for example, maybe you have a pendulum that you want to use for healing. You might want to get like a crystal quartz or something that's known for being able to amplify those healing energies. And if you want something that's going to be more for uh, protection, you might want a pendulum that has a black tourmaline at the bottom. So, you know, there is some benefit to thinking about what it is that you're using it for and maybe assigning a specific, um, you know, topic or theme for that pendulum. And it's been a while since I've worked with different pendulums, but now that this question was asked, uh, I do remember a time where I did have different pendulums for specific things. And it does seem like when you give them specific assignments and use them only for that, they do seem to work better instead of making them the jack of all trades. So yeah, that's a really good question. Okay. By the way, hi, Shauna. (laughs) 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 I'm meaning to say hi to you, Wally Bean. Hi. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, our chat shenanigator, Shauna. Uh, this is from I Leslie. Away for two seconds. You know, I did walk away for two seconds and grabbed my ghost tarot deck. So, but we have a uh, question here about tarot cards from Leslie Fear, asking how do tarot cards work? Is it simply what the card, what card the person turns over? Does it have to do with what spirits slash universe wants you to know? Are they also a future prediction indicator? So I guess is that I'm, for me or is that for yeah, that, you got two that's, tarot that's card real. readers here. I don't know. That's you, love. That's you. You go. Well, you're the guest, so yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I got Although this. Vanessa could probably <laughs> answer it, but you're the guest, so yeah. Um, so that's a great question. Uh, and, and the answer is really kind of all of the above. So you can use tarot to work with spirit. You can use tarot to work with your angels. Um, it's, it's just a tool. So the best way to look at tarot and really any divinatory tool is to think of it as your telephone to the other side or cell phone or smartphone or whatever lingo you want to use. Um, so before you work with your cards, you may want to make the intention not just on what you're going to ask, but who you want to connect with. So do you want your angels influencing the card? Do you maybe want to work with um, your higher self? Like who is it that you want to connect with? And if you're open to um, any divine source that wants to guide you, then you can just make that your intention as well. Um, So I think when, I think that sometimes people overthink these things And once you consecrate your cards and you just, you know, pray over them and you make it your intention that it's to be accurate and used for truth and the light, it really doesn't matter, at least in my opinion, who's working with the cards with you so long as the answers are accurate and helpful. So. Awesome. I'm going to agree with that. Um, I have to admit, I, I, I wing it. I wing it. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to pull you bad boys out. Tell me what you're going to tell me. Yeah. Um, and at, you're absolutely 100% right. At any given point in time, every single one of those categories can be covered during a single reading. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's, I'm, but I'm like you as well. Just really, 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 if you're going to do them, don't be a dick. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't try to be, don't, don't try to be manipulative or vindictive when you're doing it. Try to be truthful and, and, give proper information yeah and don't change it because you don't like the information you have to give right yeah well and then one of the things too about being a tarot card reader um 
I do my best, like, tar- well, let's start with this. Tarot does not have the best bedside manners anyway. So mm. as a reader, <laughs> you want to be very mindful in how you are speaking the truth of tarot because most of the times when people come to you for a reading, they are facing a significant challenge. And the, the underlining message is they're really asking you if things are going to be okay. I mean, that's, that's what they want to hear. Um, and so when you have a message that comes up and it says otherwise, I feel like it's so important to get that point across, but also to be as compassionate as possible. And sometimes tarot will give you a loophole. And by that, I mean, it'll show you like, Hey, this is where the energies are going now. But if you want a different result, here's a possible avenue you can try. So it's really important to learn all the ins and outs of the deck that you work with because every deck's a little different and um, just really know how tarot speaks to you and develop really your own language and how you're going to work with other people and deliver messages. So. Absolutely. Very cool. I mean, I, I, I haven't looked at a book in years. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's the way that I do it. I do a voodoo reading of nine cards and they tell me which ones to turn over. The same nine cards could be totally different readings for three separate people. Oh yeah. Because of how they turn them over. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean how they have me turn them over. Cause I do it on the phone. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. It's, I used to work with a girl and she made the mistake one time of saying this, but I remember it and it fits so well. It's not what you says. It's how you says it, you know, yes. <laughs> and that is the truth. That yeah. is the truth. It's, it's all in the delivery. You can still get the message across without being an asshole. Yeah. Mike, would you like to, would you like to interpret those cards for us? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Well, like, yeah, oh. I'm giving, you know, showing some examples of, you know, cards. And so I this you were is, doing a reading for no, I'm like, not doing a reading at all. No. Okay, no, but Mike, do this though. Okay, what? shuffle those cards real quick. Okay, shuffle them three times. You know, I will tell you this: something that's interesting because I had um, somebody pulled for me the other day. While I, I can't remember now if it was in Rhode Island or last week, it I everything's a blur. But um, and they thought that this was kind of interesting with me. Um, so I shuffle and then I just kind of spread them all out and I hover my hand over them and I'll pull the card when I feel like it's it's like a little cool breath of air. There you go. That's so. your way. Roll with it. Okay. Okay. Shuffle them three times. Shuffle them three times? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So for those of you tuning in, we're giving Mike a live tarot lesson. Here we go. <laughs> exactly right. Our oh. little boy's growing up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's so proud. Uh. <laughs> What I want you to do, shuffle them three times. Okay, that's one. Fan yep. them out. Fan them out in a straight line. Oh, I, I remember what it was. It was a Southern Gypsies when I was in Kentucky mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. <laughs> cool. Well, I can't see the cards, so. Okay, I've shuffled three you, times. When uh, Fan them out. Fan them out. All right. All when right. I And hover your hand over the deck, and when I tell you to pull, I want you to pull three cards. When I tell you like the three that are next to each other or nope nope okay just let me know when your hands hovering okay, and Nicole hands you're hovering. gonna read these cards all right now hover okay. again it's one okay now okay 
last time. Now. All right, here we go. First to last. <laughs> First to last. First to last. Okay. So this is Tom McNicholas with a $5 super chat. Happy birthday, Mike. Vanessa, have a great trip. And don't forget to get my rock. Nicole is wonderful. So, all right. First card. So we're just, doing, we're just doing random readings. I can't see that. Yeah. Um, what does it say? It is a, it's the two of swords. Two of swords. Okay. Interesting. Let's see. What's the next one? I, I want to okay. see. Next one is um nine of i don't know what they all are staffs is that is that one nine of wands wands is it a wand i guess he's it looks like he's holding a staff that's why i said that but yeah i guess that would be a wand okay see how little i know <laughs> that's okay. all right and then oh that's uh four swords Oh, interesting. Okay. So uh, that's a really interesting reading. So uh, I wonder who this is for, because I, I feel like someone else in the, that's watching this, I think it's it's going to resonate with them. So the Two of Swords, um, I, I couldn't really see those images very well. So Two of Swords in um, the Rider Tarot is usually a woman who's blindfolded. She's sitting on a bench in front of a lake, and she's got two swords crossing over her. Yeah, and she's, she's actually, blindfolded. Actually, I can see that a little bit. So yeah. she's got two swords holding up, too. Yeah, she's yeah, blindfolded, okay. and she's kind of hovering over the water. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, so that, that works, too. So to me, this is someone whose defenses are up, but they but they're not seeing things clearly because they're wearing a blindfold. Um, and we see this, this is a good representation for people who are maybe facing the dark night of the soul or they're depressed or they're just, they're in a really heavy and emotional situation where they can't think their way through it, but they're really defensive. So you can come to their rescue, but they're probably going to cut you because you know, yeah. they've got their swords up. Um, so I would say that um, I think there's probably someone watching this who's, going through that situation where they're wanting to help someone, but that person that they're, they're wanting to help, that they're wanting to rescue is, uh, is not able to see things clearly. So whatever perception it is that you're trying to change, they're not going to be able to hear that. They're not at that level of understanding right now. So they're in self-protection mode. So that's what I'm getting from that. Okay. Um, um, just for clarification, Zippy, no, they're not holographic. They're just cool. Like the Haglund says, they're badass. Badass. <laughs> That's the official quote for this yeah. deck. So, so see why I was drawn to the deck, though, you know? It's beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, so the other one's it? The yeah, other the one was a nine of wands. Yeah, nine of wands. That's this So one. throw that one up. I'm going to see if I can see that one a little bit better. Because yeah. in my mind's eye, I'm thinking of the ten of wands, and I'm actually, like, drawing a blank as to which one the nine of wands is. You just became very small on my screen. Uh -oh. Damn you, Mercury! So I'm telling you. <laughs> So I can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't put it up that close because it goes no, out of focus. So, but, yeah. So, but if I no. go here, then it's like too small. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure your audience is having so much fun. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's basically. Like blind. Yeah, it's like a knight standing in front of a castle, and he's holding the wand, almost like a staff. So to me, that would represent the the way that you're explaining that would represent someone standing their ground. Um, 
so when we combine that with the two of swords that we just had, the message may be that this person who's close to you that isn't seeing things clearly, um, you need to be able to stand your ground with them because they may be trying to push you away. Um, you know, there's just something that they're probably not being particularly nice and they may be doing this on purpose. They may not be. Um, but your job is actually to sit through this through thick and thin because it is going to break through eventually, but don't let them chase you off. So just stand your ground with this person. It doesn't mean you have to argue with them. You're not going to play that kind of game. You're just, you're, you're standing still and just like, okay, well, if that's how you feel, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And then the other one is the Four of Swords. The Four of Swords. So this is, uh, it, it, it looks like a coffin. It looks like a death, but this is actually about resting. So this is a time to also rest. And so like we were saying, you'll, you'll stand your ground, but you're not necessarily engaging. You know, you're not necessarily fighting back. You're not necessarily talking back. You're not necessarily doing anything. You're just allowing yourself to be there. So I also see this as surrendering to that, um, to that situation, just surrendering to whatever is happening between these two people. So you're not actively trying to change the outcome. You're not trying to change this person's mind. You're just allowing the situation to play out. And a lot of times when we do give ourselves permission to just surrender and allow things to be, they do work themselves out. So um, I feel like the universe or angels or whoever's working with this deck <laughs> is just giving people permission to just surrender. You don't have to change things, just allow them to be. So it's gonna you work also, out. You also have to remember in, in situations like this where even, even if you want to help, even if you want to engage, even if you want to come to the rescue, it is not your job to interrupt somebody else's karma. Right. Right. Well that said. Thank you. <laughs> because we all have it and we have it for a reason. There are lessons to be learned. Right. There are rewards to be gained. And if somebody is always intervening, those lessons aren't learned and those rewards aren't gained. Right. And growth does not happen. So rest join us next week when Vanessa and I start our own tarot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> who needs Mike? Yeah, yeah, who needs me? Who needs me? Hey, I could be the one that draws the cards, you know? Put me to You could. That work. was very useful. Good job. That would be... You're our that... man of white of cards. Thank you. Oh, there we so go. going there. That is awesome. <laughs> so I'm just curious, like, is anyone in the chat, like, can anyone tell us if this resonated with them? It's probably more than one, if I had to guess. Um, but. let's see. So actually me. Okay. Well, that's great. I know the exact situation. Oh, good. So, and it was pretty spot on. Good. Awesome. So it was for you. Well, you are the one that told me to stop. When you I had my hand hovering. Okay. I did it so for So it turned a out reason. to be for you. Cool. Yeah. I feel I feel deceived into giving a free reading. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How much money you won't love. Uh, <laughs> None. I, I got you, boo. I got you. Okay. <laughs> so we do have some questions that came in during that um about the cards and there were some other ones beforehand we'll get back to those but um this is from don interesting question do you believe if a person steals your tarot cards that bad energy will follow them no 
I wish it would, but no, I don't. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just kind of bad karma, though, right? Just a steal in general, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's bad karma, but um, and and you know, if your if your cards are really attached to you and they want to come back, they may just like you know, every time the person uses that deck, maybe they'll get like the ten of swords or death or something that'll scare maybe. them. Um, nice. But overall, like, I don't, I don't think anything battle. Okay. And um, I'm not gonna levitate and do something weird, like. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> now, like, what are those? They steal the deck, car accident, or, yeah. Okay. Um, not that I've ever heard of before, but that sounds yeah. like it would make a fantastic movie. It would. It would. Uh, this is from B3 Airspace. Where do you find your decks? Amazon, garage sales, spiritual shops. Yeah. Etsy, eBay, Wish.com. Uh, all I got, sponsored. I got this, this from It's Raining Zen. So there you go. It's Raining Zen, yeah. downtown Alton, Illinois. So I tell you what, Nicole, I will make you a deal since I tricked you into a three card reading. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm designing a tarot deck. Oh, are you? You'll get the first one. Ooh, Ooh nice. Very cool. How about Very that? cool. All right. And it's got to be autographed. Yes. Okay. It has to be, of course. Of course. It has to be. So, <laughs> so before that, yeah, unless, Vanessa, unless you have something specific that you want to get into, we had some questions from before we did the, uh, the tarot reading. Okay. Um, this is an uh, interesting one from Zippy Davis. So Zippy asks, just so I can figure out how to ask, is Nicole a Christian and answers through God or is she answering in what she believes in? I don't consider myself a Christian. Uh, I believe in, in universal energy. I believe the universe is very neutral. Uh, I believe in the potential of um, multiple gods and multiple universes and multiple everything. Um, so I don't, I don't know that what I connect with is what I would call God, but to be fair, that's also because I have a very bad connotation and idea of what God is due to my upbringing. So for me, I'll refer to um, what most people would consider God as the divine source or um, the universe or, or something like that. Um, so I, so I gave God a name change so I could, you know, continue to communicate with him or her. So, uh, so I would say I don't feel I connect with the Christian version of God, but I do connect with, uh, with the divine, with, what I believe is more universal. So a higher power. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this one was actually about the cards from Nichelle Thompson. How do you consecrate your cards? can pray over them. Vanessa, what do you do? Personally, for me, I don't always do that. I've actually walked out of uh, the store with a mini tarot deck right away. Went to the restaurant, read for a friend because she asked me to. Yeah. But for the most part, my cards are very specifically for me. I embed my energy on them. Nobody touches them. Yeah. So um, that is really important to me. Um, I will put them out during a full moon. I may anoint with oil. I just make very sure that whenever I'm handling my cards that my energy is as pure as it can be. And that seems to keep them pretty, pretty loyal. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I drank coffee over mine. 
you go. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That sounds about right, actually. That's, so. that's, that's about right for me in any case. <laughs> yeah. um, I can see you baptizing your cards and coffee. <laughs> well, no, you just... You, you, you take the deck, right? And then, you know, you right, just, right, right, you know, right. over the top. And there oh. we go. Yeah. <laughs> I could feel the power of that. Oh, my That's God. Right. <laughs> Coffee power. <laughs> yes. Um, from Leslie Fear, totally curious with good intentions. If you're a psychic, why would you need a, why would you need tarot cards? Are they just for a different perspective or message from whomever you need to hear from? That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. So... What I have found is that tarot cards can blend beautifully with your intuition. And sometimes when you're tuning into something intuitively, there's gaps in the story. And so tarot does a beautiful job of blending the story together. Um, depending yes. on what deck you're using, the, uh, the different cards all have different images on them. And what those do is they work with your intuition so that you can open up that story better and explain what it is that you're feeling. Um, Cause when you're working with intu intuition and that means different things to different people, but one of your clairs or maybe all of them are lighting up. Um, so you may be clairvoyant, but maybe your clair audience isn't working well. So you might be missing words that are important to the message or vice versa. It might be that your clair audience, but your clairvoyance is blocked. And so the cards provide you with images so you can go into deeper detail and dive further into that topic and into that answer and provide more information. That's um, a very good way to put that for giving you a base. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then sometimes, um, you know, when people are asking about a situation, because in psychic readings, people normally want to know about the present situation that they're in now or something happening in the future. And tarot is actually really good at um, showing you the origin point of how you got here. And I think that can be really important um, for a reading because every experience we have we can learn from it. And if we don't pay attention to what the beginning of that story is, we might keep repeating that same pattern over and over again. Um, so it just gives you, it just gives you more to work with, more to play with, more information. And, uh, and, and, you know, no matter how intuitive I get, I always enjoy returning to tarot and even Lenormand, which is another form of divinatory cards. So, yeah. I find that tarot helps you filter out the daily bullshit because yes. we are all we all have a certain level of intuitiveness all of mm -hmm. us do but when you're i mean mike mike knows i mean he'll he'll call me on the phone or message me when i'm driving or something like that and, you know what do i get and i can give it to him but if i'm able to sit down and focus on something that takes all of the static away i'm so much better yeah. yeah. And to me, that's what tarot does is it gets rid of the static. Yeah. It gets rid of all the unnecessary BS of the day so that I can give the full message to the person who needs it the most. Yeah. Well, one of the things, too, that, that I don't think a lot of people think about is um, our cognitive mind is always trying to block what our subconscious mind is, yes. is wanting to say. And so if you can give your cognitive mind a job to do, it allows your subconscious to become louder. Um, so for those people watching who maybe aren't interested in tarot or just don't have time to learn it, 
the other thing they can do to wipe out that background noise or that, you know, the, the, the thinking that their frontal cortex is running through is you can draw as you're giving a reading. That works really good. So doodling, um, writing, journaling. So whenever you're giving your conscious mind something else to do, it really opens up that doorway for everything else to channel. So I think that's another reason why tarot is so powerful is because your mind now your conscious mind your subconscious mind are working together because your your conscious mind is like what's the story here (laughs) you know because our minds love stories and they hate loopholes they hate gaps in the story so when you can work with something that keeps that mind busy and puts the story together it just flows a lot easier Mm -hmm. we're so smart vanessa i know right That's Give awesome. Us another one, Mike. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> um, from Trucker David Y. No, I could actually answer this one, but I'll let you guys answer it. Um, from Trucker David Y. Can you do readings on yourself or is it harder to do? I think, Mike, that you should actually do this one because I feel like I've been a Mike hog this whole time. <laughs> oh. I mean, you can do tarot card readings on yourself. I mean, that's. And Shauna actually answered it down in the chat room as well that, yeah, um, that she only draws on herself. And that's um, really how you start learning is you just start drawing on yourself. You get used to the cards and, you know, learn what they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, answer that question. (laughs) Just telling you. Hey, we have a uh, $10 super chat that just came in from Randy Lewis. Thank you very much, Randy. Absolutely appreciate that. Um. From Nichelle Thompson, um, this is from earlier in our um, conversation. Um, do does uh, Nicole use all white candles, or does she use a multicolor candles like red, black, or any of? And I think it got cut off. But I use tons of different colors. So I have green ones right here, and my browns, and my pinks. And I've got white ones around here too. So yeah, I use them. Uh, I'm a very colorful person. I like I like having different colors, and plus different colors, um, I find help you to focus on what it is you want to bring in. So like, um, you know, green is good for wealth or um, or health. Pink is great for love or kindness or compassion. Yellow is great for um, maybe if you're wanting to work on your confidence and you're someone who likes to stay in the background, you like to stay small, and you're working on uh, courage and confidence, yellow and orange are wonderful for that because they're like big and bright. So I think it's important to look at the color of the candles and ask how it resonates with you because the the color of the candle um it's it's really your intention so as you're working your ritual as you're working your spell or whatever it is you want to call it it just adds an extra um oomph to your 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 intention so that's why i think colors can be really really powerful with uh yeah colored candles can be powerful in spells okay very cool but it really all comes down to intention at the end of it so yeah okay uh, this one is from Magic Blubber. Uh, <laughs> love the name, Magic Blubber. <laughs> right. Uh, how long have you been using pendulums for healing work? Have you ever took on healing a global or massive scale trauma, or do you only work with clients? Uh, actually, when I first started working with pendulums, I started working with healing right away. 
Um, so it was the very first thing I did about, God, I think it's been about 10 years already. Um, so that was the first thing I did. I started working with chakras and then, um, I had a friend who was actually very, very ill and, um, she was having, she was having a lot of physical issues. And so around the same time that those started showing up for her, I was also learning Reiki. So I was having fun mm -hmm. combining, um, Reiki with, with the pendulums and just noticing the difference and not so much for her, not so much the, the physical aspect, but her ability to deal with it. So like her, her attitude and her mental, um, I guess you could say well-being during this difficult transition that she was going through. But no, I've used them for um, for worldwide issues. Like, uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've done this, but sometimes when there is a tragedy that happens that affects all of us on a global level, um, I would go to Facebook and do a Facebook Live or something where we can all come together and use whatever healing modalities work best for us. So at that same time, some people might be praying, I might be holding my pendulum over a map of that area. Um, and there's just, you know, there's so many different ways you can, you can work with that. So, um, so yeah, so I guess the short answer to that question is yes, 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 I have <laughs> used uh, healing, you know, pendulums to heal a, a lot of different things. And I don't know if heals the right word for something like that, more like bring comfort, bring aid, bring understanding, bring, um, you know, emotional clarity. Because obviously when a, when a tragedy happens, um, you can't really heal from that overnight. Like it doesn't matter what herbs or whatever you call it, people need time to process that. And so I feel like um, that's what that's what prayer and pendulum and all these different things do is they help people to process and to accept and to um, hopefully feel the compassion and love that people are pouring out to them. Well, what do you think about that on, uh, on a global scale that a large number of people being able to shift positively or negatively uh, the overall world energy or maybe even just of a large locale? I think that there's power in numbers. Um, so when you have a lot of people focusing on one thing, it definitely shifts the energy. Um, but if you're one person that's conscious against the psyche of like 1 million people and they're all thinking negatively, like that, that probably isn't going to work very well. But if you have just like 20 or 30 people who are very conscious and they're putting out a specific intention, against those who are maybe blinded, they may be negative, but if they're not conscious in their intentions, then uh, then I believe the smaller group that is very intentive um, can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe that. I agree with that. Um, from Michelle Thompson, should you meditate before using your tarot cards or does that matter? I never do. That just seems like, I don't know if I'd have time <laughs> for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, I'll do, I will take a few deep breaths just to kind of get centered, but, um, no, I don't, I don't meditate. No, I don't The biggest thing to remember <laughs> when you're doing quite a few tarot readings, give yourself a pee break oh, yeah. in between. Don't schedule back to back. Just trust me on this. Yes. I'll keep that in mind. 
Please do. <laughs> hey, we have a. Uh, I ten- to open his professional tarot reading business, guys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a uh, ten dollar super chat from Kaylee CC who says, "When there's a moment, I want to say a quick thanks to Vanessa for her tips to find some of my misplaced jewelry. Much good vibes." Yay! Thank you. Woohoo! <laughs> good job. I did my best. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robert Hanna is wondering, Nicole, if you're opening, if you're open to using Ouija boards at all, even though you said you haven't. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Because, I mean, there was a time when I was like, I would never touch tarot cards. I would never <laughs> do a spell. So, I mean, if I was, it, it would really depend on who I was doing it with because I wouldn't do it by myself. <laughs> um I'm too like afraid of them. But uh, if I was doing, if I was there with people that I trusted and it was in a location that had a good energy, yeah, I would, I would try it. I'm usually down to try anything at least once. So, yeah. Yeah. I've known a lot of people that actually just use them for you know, regular spirit communication, just like we, I guess a paranormal investigator, we use an audio recorder, but some people do use Ouija boards. And I think again, it comes down to intent and knowing how to yeah. use it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's why I would never do it on my own first. I feel like right. I have way too many issues around this thing. <laughs> and so. opening and closing the sessions properly. Right. Yeah. See, and I, I don't know anything about that. So. Right. Which I think is where the, the kids get in trouble with is marketed as a game. They oh. are having a slumber party or whatever, and they, they don't know how to properly use it and they get into trouble with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is from Shauna. Uh, hello, my love. Uh, what is Nicole's opinion on the difference between Oracle and Tarot cards, and which does she prefer? Ooh, I like that question. Um, so Oracle cards are just amazing because, I mean, really, you can use them for anything. So they're they're just they're always going to be different. So like um, your angel oracle is going to be different from your conscious spirit oracle is going to be different from the green world oracle. <laughs> so the the biggest um, I guess challenge with those is that they're not uniforms like tarot is. Like if you pick up Rider Waite or um, the Witch's Tarot, Wizard's Tarot, or Illuminati Tarot, or uh, you know Mike's Ghost Tarot the meaning of the cards will all pretty much be the same, even if the images are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Oracle cards, of course they can, they're all over the board. They can mean anything. I love working uh, with Oracle and tarot cards together. And so one of the things that I'll do, uh, if a client comes to me and they want a general reading, I'll pull a, um, an Oracle card first to see what the theme should be for that reading. So I'll pull an Oracle card first and it might say something like the root chakra or um, confidence or whatever it is. And then from there I'll pull different cards from the tarot to see what the message is regarding that theme. So I don't think I have a preference because they're they're useful for different things. Um, Oracle cards usually tend to be very, very positive and uh, tarot is like, I don't care what you want to hear. Here's the truth of the situation, <laughs> you know. Um, but they can both be great for um, advice or for meditative aids. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, I like them both equally. They just have different different functions. So what does Shauna prefer between the two of them? <laughs> That's a good question. What do you prefer, Shauna? Um, I, th- I think 
think she'll probably say Oracle. We'll see what she says down below. <laughs> um, so there's some other interesting questions coming in about um, types of cards that you use. So now this is interesting, and I don't know if if you can. I suppose you probably could, but uh, from Betty Lange, have you ever used a playing deck of cards for a reading? Yeah, yeah. Have you? you can do a um, reading with a, with a playing card deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Lenormand, Lenormand deck is is uh, numbered after playing cards. Oh, so okay. there's the memorization that has to happen, and it's been a while since I've done that. In fact, I have a Lenormand deck right here, so I'll give you a quick example. So on this one, this is the dog, and you'll see on the bottom right here it has the uh, whoops, ten of hearts. Hmm. Can you see that? So that's uh, so. If you were going to use a deck of playing cards, the ten of hearts would represent. Yeah, the Ten of Hearts would represent the dog in Lenormand. And then this is um, the Ace of Spades. So that represents the lady. And then mm. just one more. Um, so Ace of Hearts represents the gentleman. So yeah, you can absolutely use playing cards for um, for divination. Wow, okay. Or for poker, just saying. You could, yeah. You really could. <laughs> um, from Fran Molino, do you work with animal spirit guide cards? Yeah, I have before. I'm trying to see if I have any here, but I don't have any here. But yeah, I have before. So many of my so many of my cards are in storage right now, which like breaks my heart. <laughs> but I'll be looking like, where's that deck? Oh, it's in storage. <laughs> so and Shauna has answered your question to call. I don't know where in storage they are. Oh no. I'm sorry, what did yeah, you say? Shauna has answered your question. She says, I prefer Oracle cards because they are more personal. You are right. If this was the newlywed game, you guys would nail it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, Tracy Christian asks, has a tarot reading ever been wrong? Uh-oh. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons a reading can go wrong. Um, it can go wrong when someone's playing test the psychic. It can go uh, wrong when someone who is psychic is sending energy to your deck and influencing the outcome because they want it to say something specific. Um, it can happen when the tarot reader is sick and <laughs> maybe their energy is low or their mind is somewhere else. Um, so, I mean, the, the tarot reading can be wrong, but it's rarely ever tarot's fault. Although I do think... I do kind of have this theory that tarot cards get tired, so if you overwork them, I think sometimes they get to this point where they'll just tell you anything. They're like, look, bitch, get off my back. We've been working since 7, okay? Back <laughs> off. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so they, they can be wrong. In most cases, though, I think that what actually happens is that um, we interpret the cards wrong. I think that's that's more likely what happens. I think we can interpret the cards wrong. And um, if someone isn't being completely honest in the question that they're asking, we're limited in how we are reading the story and even what our intuition is tying. So if you have someone that's not being completely honest with you um, in, in the situation or whatever it is they need guidance in, then that can seem as if it's affecting the cards too. Okay, makes sense. Vanessa, we're getting down toward the end of the show. Do you have anything else before we uh, start wrapping it up? No, I'm good. I, this has been great. <laughs> I love hearing somebody else's viewpoint 
on all of this. And don't forget our new YouTube show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take this I last. I think the world is ready. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Oh, that would be cool though. I would. I'd definitely uh, be in on that. Oh, it'd be a lot of fun. So last one here we'll take from Zippy. Uh, do you ever get people that want readings that think that, wait a second. Do you ever get people that want readings that think they are fake and are just trying to push your buttons? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't happen too often now because it's not cheap to get a reading from me. So <laughs> to be quite frank, um, but it, but that used to happen a lot. Yeah. It used to happen a lot, but yeah. not so much anymore. So yeah, kind of weed some of those people out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If you're going to play test the psychic, you're going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so where can everybody find you? You have your, the guiding echoes YouTube channel. So yes, you can go there and then you have your website as well, right? I do. It's guidingechoes.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm most active on on YouTube, and I am obsessed with the community tab on YouTube. I am posting <laughs> random shit there all the time. I'm surprised that people haven't unfollowed me there, but they haven't. Um, <laughs> that's actually the best way to to just like see the playfulness and get involved with just like the silly things that I post. But um, yeah, I'm most active on YouTube, and um, yeah, so my website is guidingechoes.com. You can go there to learn more about me. Or if you do uh, want a reading, you can order reading through there. So, yeah. Very cool. Very good. And how often are you uh, uploading videos right now on your channel? I kind of took a break in July because life decided it wasn't going to let me upload anything. So I was like, oh. all right, because <laughs> this is what we're doing. But typically, um, typically I have new videos on Mondays and Thursdays. Okay. So I'll be getting back to that um, in August. Mondays and Thursdays. Very cool. Check, yep, check it out, everybody. Nicole Guillaume, Guiding Echoes. Really appreciate you being on with us this evening. It was uh, very enlightening and entertaining, to say the least. So, it was um, fun. Yeah, well, thanks for being here while Vanessa and I chatted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I ran, I ran and got the ghost cards. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs>